If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Hello, Earthlings. I'm Alan, and I live in the same solar system as you do. But the chances we'll ever meet are almost non-existent, since my solar system and yours exist in parallel worlds. And in my world, people do not live on Earth, because our sun is twice smaller than yours. (laughs) What's the connection? Well, grab some popcorn, I'll tell you a story. You've probably never thought how much the way you live on Earth depends on the size of the sun. And if at first sight there seems to be no connection, let me surprise you. The sun in your world is a yellow dwarf, a perfect sphere of scorching plasma, generating a magnetic field 24-7. Despite being called a dwarf, its mass is 330,000 times bigger than that of the planet you live on. And the diameter of this giant is more than 864,000 miles. Do I sound like I'm envious? (laughs) That's because I am. But as you remember, in my world, the sun is half the size of your star. And it's a game changer, because this makes our sun a red dwarf. It happened many centuries ago. Something went wrong, and our star started to lose its mass. After that, it grew cooler, darker, and eventually turned into a red dwarf. Now, in your universe, the closest red dwarf to your planet is Proxima Centauri, which is around four light years away. These stars are long livers of the universe, and our sun is likely to shine for another several trillion years before it becomes a blue dwarf. But despite such an optimistic scenario, when our sun turned into a red dwarf, it meant the end of life on our native planet, Earth. You see, red dwarf stars are much colder than, let's say, yellow dwarfs. And though our sun used to have a temperature of 9,900 degrees Fahrenheit, just like the sun in your world, after all the catastrophic changes, its temperature dropped to 6,400 degrees. That's why the habitable zone around our sun, meaning the region where liquid water could remain on the surface of a planet, shrunk dramatically. Sadly, Earth turned out to be out of the sun's habitable zone. Of course, people didn't feel the changes immediately. The climate all over the planet was getting colder and colder, and astronomers' forecasts were getting grimmer. At first, it became impossible to live too close to the North and the South Poles. People started migrating closer to the equator. Many animals and plant species were going extinct, despite all human attempts to save them in special zoos and greenhouses. Quite soon, half of the planet turned into an icy desert. People had huge problems with food and other resources. The overall temperature dropped to minus 18 degrees. Factories were straining to produce enough warm clothes and electrical equipment to help people survive during the new ice age. But even though the inhabitants of Earth hoped that the process would somehow reverse, the situation was getting worse. Every next day was darker than the previous one. Dimmer sun meant that plants didn't have enough light to convert it into energy. They started to wither, and animals that fed on them couldn't find food and disappeared from the surface of the planet. Panic and fear were enveloping Earth. 
Even worse, this process was going much faster than it could, also due to the decreasing size of the sun. The size of a star is directly connected with its gravity. And since the sun was becoming smaller, its gravitational pull on our planet was getting weaker. And it didn't take long until Earth changed its orbit to a wider one. Now it was moving even further from the sun, receiving even less sunlight and continuing to cool down. Our planet and its inhabitants struggled a bit longer, but it was easy to predict the outcome. Finally, our beautiful Earth turned into a lifeless chunk of rock covered with a thick layer of ice. Ah, but I can guess what you're thinking now. How come I'm still talking to you if my planet has become uninhabitable? That's because, unsurprisingly, people don't live on Earth anymore. With the sun turned into a red dwarf, the solar system we had known disappeared. As you might remember, the star's gravitational pull decreased along with its size. That's why the gas giants further from the sun, like Uranus, Saturn, Neptune, and Jupiter, simply drifted away. And if you just thought, hmm, is it such a big deal? Let me explain something. Saturn, and especially Jupiter, used to partially protect smaller planets, including Earth, from asteroids. Until these giants left the solar system, they worked hard, catching big comets into their gravitational field and then tearing them into small pieces. Scientists claim that these gas giants got hit by different space objects 8,000 times more often than Earth. Plus, thanks to gas giants, small space objects that still managed to sneak past them got ejected out of the solar system faster. But without this protection, cosmic debris presented real danger. What's more, some space objects formed ginormous clouds that tried to move closer toward the sun. They looked like the icy Oort cloud you still have in your world, but much closer to the center of the solar system and the place where we're living now. These clouds take ages to disperse, and they tend to send debris toward our new home. And talking about the planet humans inhabit these days, it's Mercury. I know, I know, Mercury in your world isn't the most hospitable place. This planet is closest to the Sun and the smallest in the solar system. With its lack of an atmosphere and extreme temperatures, it's one of the most people-unfriendly places you can only imagine. If our Sun hadn't turned into a red dwarf and Earth hadn't become uninhabitable, we would have never considered Mercury as our new home. The ice-covered polar regions of the planet are in permanent darkness. It makes these areas incredibly cold. And closer to the equator, daytime temperature can rise up to 800 degrees. But after the sunset, it almost immediately drops to minus 290 degrees. That's what I call extreme temperatures. Mercury's year runs on for 88 Earth days, while one day on this planet lasts for about 59 Earth days. But that's in your world, warmed by a massive super-hot star. In my world, Mercury ended up as the only planet where humans wouldn't have frozen. It was right inside the new habitable zone. If you remember, I mentioned that our Sun hadn't lost twice its mass overnight. And although this process was fast, our scientists and engineers managed to find the way to relocate the whole planet's population, along with most animals and plants, to Mercury. It's rather crowded here these days, 
but at least we're all alive. Don't think that our new home was overjoyed to see us. We had tons of different, often unpredictable problems and obstacles. Of course, the planet wasn't that mind-bogglingly hot and cold anymore. Its climate had become softer and milder, much more suitable for people. Liquid water appeared, which was great news for us. But other conditions didn't improve, not even a bit. Mercury still doesn't have any breathable atmosphere. That's why I can't take a relaxed stroll outside with my pooch. We live in towns covered with protective domes and go outside only after putting on a special suit. I guess it looks like an astronaut suit and is just as heavy. And when it's particularly windy, we can't leave our towns. If we absolutely must, we don't wander too far away and never depart without a special rope attached to our suits. All because our new planet's gravity is more than twice weaker than it used to be on Earth. And if you don't take precautions, you can be blown far away into the atmosphere. By the way, about the atmosphere. The gravitational pull on Mercury isn't strong enough to keep the atmosphere in place. That's why it gets regularly blown away by solar winds. We also have to be very careful with the sun's radiation. Yeah, this star isn't as big or as bright as before, but it still emits enough radiation to end your life should you step outside without special protection. But other than that, Mercury is an impressive place to be. It's the most cratered planet of the solar system, the result of countless clashes with comets and asteroids. And the largest impact crater on the planet, called the Caloris Basin, is almost 1,000 miles across. It's great for sightseeing. Mercury also has wrinkles that appeared when its iron ore was cooling and contracting. These wrinkles are called lobate scarps, and most of them are hundreds of miles long and almost a mile high. Whew, what a view!